0: Hello and good morning, Patricia. How are you doing today? I'm fine. And how about you? Absolutely fantastic. What is it like to be someone who can take their readers into the deep, dark mysteries of, of your paragraphs and pages, and then you get to talk about it on in, in interviews and things because you take us into these areas that we, as as writers, can't get there, but you're so real. You're just so real.
1: <laughs> well, you know... It's. I, I try to be. I have this weird philosophy that writing is supposed to be like a, a clear pane of, of glass that you, you you pass. You use the writing to pass through from your reality into a different one. And so my my goal is to take you on a journey. To take you on a really big adventure And to have you just lose any sense Of anything else while you're doing it
0: Yeah and you know what It serves as a huge invitation To those who are just discovering you Because even though many of us Already know of you I love it when I get with somebody That has just found you And they're going oh my god I've got to read the ones before this I go yep Try to catch (laughs) up Try to catch up
1: Well the fun thing about this new one On Natural Depth Is that if you've not read any of them You'll be absolutely fine Um, you'll you'll have a you'll know exactly what's going on and who the people are so I always tell people that so they don't think they have to do a lot of homework first
0: yeah what's interesting about dr. K is the fact that that dr. K evolves with the world of forensics so many people are so afraid of modern-day technology and changes but dr. K seems to really kind of just guide us into yes you can do it and make it happen
1: well, she has to. My, I, I've always had her live in the very world that you and I live in. So in the 90s, she lived in the 90s. In the 2000s, it was the 2000s. I mean, now it's, we're up in the 220s. And so she has to face the same things that we do, whether they're um, you know, civil unrest and protests in Washington or yeah. even around her office building, or technologies that could be used to do great harm, and at first you don't understand what you're seeing.
0: Yeah. As a writer, how do you envision that and return to the real world? Because I I like to write and it takes me a couple of minutes to kind of just say, okay, hold on a second. I got to go back to 2023. But but I, I love the way that words will take us someplace. But how do you come back and and start collaborating with the real world?
1: Well, you know, the research is what the, is, is the is the key to all of it. I, it's I always say, just show up. Yeah. Now you can't do everything, and and we really can do a lot remotely these days because there's so much information available on the internet. But there is no substitution for going somewhere, and because what you get are the emotions. Um, if I'd never been in a morgue, if I'd never been inside a cavern or a cave or gone to creepy places. Um I couldn't really necessarily have that same emotion when I'm writing that scene that hopefully you see when you're reading this new book, for example.
0: So when you do your research, do you feel like you're kind of doing an investigation? You're taking notes, you're you're writing things down, you're planning things out. Okay, now I'm gonna move in this direction?
1: I'm doing that and I'm also getting surprised.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs>
1: You know, when I I went on one research trip for this book um, that that took me into the mountains of of the western part of Virginia, and I was going to look at this huge cavern. And while I was a, in the area, I looked at some other things in this very rural part of the world. And one of them was supposedly was a petting zoo. Well, when I walked into that petting zoo, there was all these tanks of poisonous snakes Whoa. on the wall and in the, in the walls. I mean every awful thing you can think of and i i was shocked because i wasn't expecting i don't know what those were doing there by the way maybe they were milking them for venom but there were cobras rattlesnakes copperheads and and that was not an inspiration that i was that i enjoyed because i found it really it scared me pretty badly actually but I thought, wow, that just gave me an idea. And when you get to the end of the book, you'll understand why it was important. But I get ideas from going out there. I get surprises.
0: I realize that none of us could really be as brilliant as Dr. K, but do, do you think that we see a lot in Lucy in the way that, well, I could be like Lucy, or I can learn to be like Lucy?
1: Oh, I think that everybody, they should be they can try to be like any of the characters, whether yeah. it's Scarpetta or Lucy. Um, you know, if I can learn all this stuff, I don't know why other people can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm learning. I have to learn enough to write about these characters. But you've got to remember, I started out as an English major. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. Um, but I just, I, I learn things because I'm curious and I do the work. Yeah, yeah. And anybody I encourage everybody you can be as smart as you want to be Mm -hmm.
0: one of the things that I've loved about the way that you write books is that you 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 make us an eyewitness right there with you and and I'll tell you if I was ever a lawyer I would call you up to the stand and say all right you already know this story I need to know who the guilty party is because the rest of us we can't figure it out
1: (laughs) well you know I, I again I'm trying to I'm trying to have you live something I want you to forget everything else and and in a way because of the immediacy of it you're, The reader is the one working the case yeah. I mean you are Scarpetta When you're reading this book You are her, you are in her mind You are having her conversations with the other characters You're thinking her thoughts and feeling her feelings yeah. And that is what And that I think is part of What makes this fun for people
0: How easy is it to create a subplot And, and just basically plant that seed In a reader's imagination?
1: Well I think that it's not that hard if you let things come naturally. And if you think about real life, you know, when somebody's telling you something that happened and you immediately ping off of it and you're thinking, oh, but I wonder why he really did that. And then you go, oh, and maybe it's because this is going on. And next thing you know, you've got a subplot. So it's kind of human. It's human nature to think in terms of subplots.
0: Mm. what what is the enjoyment that you get out of writing because i I like the escape, but at the same time, I also like the ability to share a story but for you when when you get to do it as often as you do what 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 do you get to enjoy from it?
1: Well, you know when i the, the most immediate thing is I enjoy having written when I have written a yes. book and and it, and it's and I'm feeling good about it that that's when I have some joy now while I'm doing it most of the times there's a it's a lot of of tension because it's stressful mm-hmm. writing is not easy and there's always a part of us that don't feel like we're i mean i don't know if you can relate to this but i don't always feel like i'm in control of the process yep. in fact a lot of times i don't feel like it at all mm-hmm. and so that is a bit nerve-wracking and when it lands and it's alive and well that's a wonderful feeling um and that is my favorite part unfortunately it doesn't last very long because then you have to start Thinking about what you're going to do next.
0: That's it. That's it. I'm so with you on that. Where you don't feel like it's you, because I live in a forest here in South Charlotte, North Carolina, and there's no way that I am the author or the writer. I believe there's a spirit in this forest that is guiding me. I'm just here to receive it.
1: Well, are you familiar with um, Rick Rubin? Yes, I uh, am. It was, it was, okay. Well, he talks about that. That we, you know, you've got to be a clear channel, and if you keep, you think of yourself as a big antenna dish that looks like, you know, that big. Uh, uh, for looks like a big morning glory and it's receiving signals from outer space yep. and you know think of yourself as an antenna that you keep yourself open for stories that want to be told and I know it may sound kooky but it, that is the magic is, is don't decide what you want to say let yourself be an instrument and see what kind of song you play. You might be surprised.
0: I'm just so glad that you gave us this new book for the holiday season because people are asking okay, what can I get you? What can I get you? Get them this book. This is what people want to read this holiday season.
1: Well, thank you. Take Bigfoot home for Christmas. He needs to be adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know Scarpetta will. She, she will have a nice place set for him at the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I grew up in Montana, and I totally believe still to this day in Bigfoot. So so when Bigfoot became a part of this story, I'm going, oh, my God, where was she when this was you got, you know, brought into her pages?
1: Well, listen, if you talk to enough of these people that are really into it, I have little, I mean, I think Bigfoot is out there. And I think when you look for something, it looks for you back. You bet. So, uh, I, and, and, you know, That's one of the things that's fun about having Bigfoot in this book because it's also about don't be bigoted about other people in terms of what they believe in because they might be right and you might be wrong.
0: (laughs) You've got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you.
1: I will do it, Arrow. I'd love to. Thank you.
0: Well, you'll be brilliant today, okay?
1: I'm gonna try. It's, it'll be hard after talking to you okay. because you took you took you took all my brilliance away. Bye. <laughs> <No. laughs> <Fine. laughs>